This episode is brought to you by Codespaces. Check out Codespaces.com for quality services on managing your coding projects. Also by PeepCode. Find excellent Ruby on Rails screencasts and mini-books at peepcode.com. In today's episode, we're going to continue our journey in finding performance bottlenecks. Now, in the last episode, I showed you how to find out which controller actions you should focus on optimizing using the production log. And in this episode, we're going to use profiling to find the specific bottlenecks in those actions. So first of all, I like to set up a staging environment. As you can see here, this is my staging config file. And um, I show you how to do this, set this up in uh, Railscast episode number 72. So if you want to check that out there. Now I use this to mimic production environment with all these caching settings. And then I can also set the log level to debug, which will allow me to see the SQL queries being performed inside of the log file. So once I set that up, I can set up the server, start that running in that environment. And then I like to call the action I want to focus on a couple times. I'm just going to focus on a products controller index action a couple times here. And that way uh, the cache gets loaded and so on. All right, so this is a very fast action at 273 requests per second. Um, usually it won't be that fast, but this is just a simple example. What I want to focus on is this rendering time here, rendering in database times. This will tell you uh, what you should focus on optimizing. If the database time is really high, then you'll want to focus on optimizing your database queries. And you can see the individual queries listed here. Right now it's just a very simple one uh, query uh, for this controller action. But in this episode, we're going to focus on the rendering time, which is really the processing of the Ruby script that Rails uses. Okay, to do this, we're going to use profiling. Now, Rails 2.0 comes with a great profiling script, which you can run at script performance uh, request. And this script actually requires a gem. So you'll first want to do sudo gem install ruby prof. That's the Ruby profiling. That's uh, just a really great gem for doing this. And that's required by the script. All right, so also if you look here, this script requires a session script. So that's something you need to write, which will instruct this profiling script which controller actions it should call. Um, so let's write that first. Here inside of our project, in our lib directory, I'm just going to throw it in there for lack of a better location. Let's call it products uh, index profiler. Now in here we can call a git and pass just a simple URL path, git products. Um, we can also, of course, call post if we wanted. We can do post via redirect um, to make sure it follows redirects and so on. Now these different methods we can call here are the same that you can use in integration tests. So we can find that in the documentation at the Rails API, and I'll make sure to post a link in the show notes for that. As you can see, the list of methods here, which you can call in that script, we got put and delete and post and so on. But in this case, I'm just going to call one git request, just keep it simple. We can also use the same method to output text to our terminal. I'm just going to say we're getting that path. Oops. 
pass the path to that, which is our variable here. Okay, so now that we have a script, we can run it on this performance profile, profiling request script. And first I want to set up the Rails environment to staging to make sure that it runs in that and not in development. And also we can do the script performance and then request and then call uh, the script we just made on this, which is the products index profiler. All right. So this will run that profiler script a hundred times uh, so it gets a good sampling. And then it outputs a couple different results here. Um, one is just a simple flat text file, and this tells us which controller or which methods actually uh, it took the longest time to process. And as you can see, the various methods listed here. I don't find this method, this uh, output, quite as helpful as the other one because this is it doesn't really tell you what is calling these methods and uh, what exactly you should optimize. It's just a little bit too generic. But sometimes you do find methods in here. Uh, for example, link two is being called, and if we focus on optimizing our template, maybe we'll get some performance boosts and so on. But let's um, take a look at the other output, which is actually inside of our browser. Let's take a look at this. So first of all, this is um, kind of an overwhelming output because it's such a huge file, and there's so much to it. But this is called a call graph, and it allows you to kind of dive into your code um, and see what methods call which other methods and how long they're taking specifically. So first of all, this is our top-level method, and this is the method that's called first by our profiler. This is called profile, and this is taking 100% of the time total, and including all the subcalls of the children calls. And you can see inside of the self of this method, it's taking hardly any time at all. So most of the time is spent inside of the benchmark method, which it calls. So if we click on benchmark, we can dive into that method call, and we can just keep diving in further as we call, um, diving into various methods that are called just by clicking on them. So as you can see here, this method takes up most of the time, so we can keep diving into here, and so on. Dive into this, and that way we can find out which methods overall are taking the most time. But um, this is still at very high level inside of the framework of the profiler script, so it's not really helpful to us in optimizing our code which is further along down in the stack. So, so to get to that, I recommend searching for a couple different things. One is called request, actually handle request. And if we just click on this, um, this method will tell us roughly if it spent most of the time doing route recognition or actually in the processing of the action. So our routes are very simple. So this route recognize method uh, takes hardly any time at all. So if you have complicated routes, this might be higher up there, and you might need to optimize those a little more. But our uh, most of the time is still being taken inside of our processing of our controller action. So for finding that more details about that, I recommend men searching for call filters. And this is just a method which handles the uh, filter calling. So we got our after filters, which are run here, our before filters, which are run down here, and just our core processing of the action. 
So in this case, I don't have any before and after filters, so they're uh, very quick in processing. But um, so if we click on this, this is still taking us more deeper into the core processing of our action. And this is where things start getting interesting because we're splitting up times here. We have um, default renderer time, which is basically rendering our ERB template. And then we also have this other time, which is passing to, which is being called on send kernel send one, which is not very helpful, but if we click on it, we'll get more information about it. But this is actually showing us um, a split of how much time is taking up in the controller action index action itself, which is this 31. 0.31 and the 1.96 is taking up in the rendering of the ERB template. So that's really helpful if we cache our view template we can see that this will give us a nice big performance boost because a lot of it's being processed by the view code. So if we click on this kernel send one notice first of all uh, this is the count column. This means that um, this method is calling the send called it 100 times but overall it's called 700 times so other methods will be calling this one so um, we'll get kind of interesting results as we can see here there is some time taking up by the view rendering so somehow the view rendering gets called through the send method um, but also here's our controller index action now this is starting to get to familiar territory um, this is where our actual action method is for our controller and that's again 0.31 seconds there. So if we click on that, we can see our find method performed on our model, which is taking up 0.31 seconds. So it's a little bit of time there, but if, I think if we focus on our view, optimizing our view through caching or something, we'll get a much bigger boost in performance rather than focusing on this specific find method. But again, it depends on your specific controller actions and what exactly you're doing. But overall, this profiling is a great way to determine which me uh, methods are taking the longest time. Um, even if, even though this is a more advanced topic, I think everyone should just try this out and experiment with it because it's um, it'll really help you learn how Rails and Ruby works internally and see exactly how the um, the methods are calling one another and so on. And that's it for this episode. I'll see you next week.